This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to this 23rd day of October. It is 2023. Man, today in Colorado, it's going to get up to 80 degrees. And um, I heard on Sunday, it's going to be 39 degrees. So that is the uh, that is the crazy, crazy, crazy weather of uh, Colorado, the home in which I live. Welcome, everybody, to the show, man. I hope uh, life is treating you well. Um, I hope you are coping with everything that's being thrown your way in the world. You know, you hear me say a lot of times, life is full of trials and tribulations. But the reality of it is, when God is alive and well and living in your soul, It just makes things much, much easier. That is not to say you're not going to have heartache. You're not going to have loss. You're not going to have difficult days because you are. But when God is there with you on your walk, and he, he he is a huge part of that coping mechanism Through God, man, you can overcome everything, absolutely everything. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, man. I found a great article on BibleStudyTools.com, and it is seven daily steps to trust in the Lord with all your heart, because you will hear me say, If you don't trust in God with all your heart and all your soul, 
you might as well not trust at all because it is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate trust. It is knowing that he's got you and he's got your best interest and he is looking out for you and he is protecting you and he is loving you and he has plans for you. The only thing he asks is that you glorify his name and that you glorify his kingdom. That is it. That is what I do through this show. I am glorifying God's name and I am glorifying God's kingdom through this show. Make no bones about it. That's why I do this show. But it is difficult, obviously, man, to trust in something you can't see, you can't hear, you can't touch, you can't feel, you can smell understandable you know a lot of people who like to who like to knock christianity say you know we we pray to an invisible man up in the sky and we believe in a invisible man up in the sky you know what you're darn right we do absolutely 1000% we have absolute faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And here are seven daily steps to help you trust in the Lord. And like I said, man, you want to follow me? This is on BibleStudyTools.com. Perhaps you've been told that as a Christian, you must learn to trust in the Lord with all your heart. You have heard that from me a million times. But this famous passage from Proverbs 3 contains more than just a general statement about living. Instead, you'll find the steps you need each day to truly walk with God. And you might want to write these steps down, man, so you don't forget them. Write them down. Put them in your back pocket. Take them out all day long if that's what you need to do. So let's look at these steps. Number one, don't depend on you. We live in a world where trust must be earned and seems to be in short supply. But Solomon, Solomon, the famous king who wrote Proverbs, knew that trust is exactly where we must start. In Proverbs 3, 5, this is what Solomon said. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because once you understand that God is in full control of your life, You are not going to understand certain things that he may be doing. He may be moving in a certain direction that you don't understand. He may be instilling things in you that you don't understand. You're not going to understand. He is God and he is in control. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Most of us have faced disappointments, which has taught us that we can only depend upon ourselves. But living the life God 
has called us to means unlearning that lesson. Instead, we're meant to rest in God's understanding. Man, every time I see that word rest, it is a big pop for me because I struggle with rest. And that this is why I do this show for myself as well. We are meant to rest in God's understanding. We may know in our minds that he possesses all wisdom. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out the riches of his wisdom and his knowledge. But sometimes trusting him completely like that can be tough. So each day we must, we must consciously lay aside our own plans and expectations and surrender to his plans. What if we don't feel like we can trust him like that? Well, that's where the second step comes in. And the second step is cry out to God. Surrendering to God begins with our lips and our thoughts. We need more than a commitment to depend on him. We need to cry out to him to show that dependence. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. When we pray, we admit that his ways are higher than ours. We show that we're leaving our troubles and burdens and dreams in his capable hands. In fact, the Bible promises that we reach out to him in prayer. He hears us. Psalm 55, 17, evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. We handed the keys of our lives to him, and we know that he's able to lead us. But in order for that to work, number three, we have to run from evil. So much in this world. Man, you guys hear me talk about this every single week, nonstop, living in this world and coping with living in this world. That That is the hardest part, man. So much in this world can clutter up our relationship with God. John, the writer of the fourth gospel, describes them as the desires of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in our lives. That is 1 John 2.16. Bro, those three things I just listed, nothing good comes out of those things. Three, These three things are not from the kingdom of God. Desires of the flesh, our, our desires, our wants, money, fame, fortune, feeding that ego, bro. 
the lusts of the eyes and the pride in our lives. In other words, our blessings can easily become our stumbling blocks when we think of them as what we deserve or what we need to be happy. You know, bro, what, bro, what you deserve and what you need, that doesn't come from you. God knows what you need. Trust me, he created you for a purpose, and he wants you to fulfill that purpose, and he knows what you need. We don't know what we need. We know what we want because what do we want? We want everything the world tells us that we want. That's what we want. Instead, life works best when we remember the true source of our blessings, God and focus on the things that please him. Proverbs 3, 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Sometimes the only way to live the life God wants us to live is by separating ourselves from the bad influences that keep dragging us down. That works the best when we start pursuing something else in their place. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call out on the Lord out of a pure heart. Is that easy? Not at all. Fleeing from evil desires that pull at us means spending a lot of time crying out to God and leaning on him. You need God's strength to separate you from this world. But our creator promises to honor our commitment to him when we shun evil. Proverbs 3.18 says, This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's a beautiful thing right there. When we pursue him, we find life, abundant life. Running from evil and pursuing God doesn't come naturally to most of us. Instead, it means we have to make a serious change. And that's why you have to ask yourself, what am I pursuing? What, what, what do I revolve my life around? What am I chasing? What do I want? That's what we really have to look at. Because if you're chasing anything other than God, then you are living in the world. You are living by what your entire life has you've been told is important. It's not important, guys. It is not important. I don't know how many times I have to say, man, I walked away from six figures with not a lot of money in the bank and no job lined up because I had to walk away from the evils of this world. And here I am to talk about it. Number four. 
Put God first in your life. It's easiest to put ourselves first. When something good happens, we want to congratulate ourselves with a reward. When something bad happens, we want to console ourselves or find someone to blame. In other words, we often have a me-centric starting place. And when it comes to money, the struggle is even harder. But Solomon, who had quite a bit of wealth himself, knew that his money did not belong to him. And again, man, here's a proverb from Solomon, proverb 3, 9, 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. If we can trust God with the first of our wealth, we truly showing with we're truly showing him how much we depend on him. Handing over the first part of our paycheck takes a huge amount of faith after all. But doing so means being God-centric. This is what a lot of people, bro, have a problem with this. This is called tithing, where you are supposed to tithe to your church. And as Solomon said, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. What I always say, obviously, everybody's circumstances are different. You give what you can. And again, that comes directly from the Bible. And um, that is how I, I feel about that. I believe everybody's situation is different. I I don't know exactly how this breaks down in the Bible, but you're supposed to give, I believe, 10% of what you earn. And and who knows what happened, what would happen if we actually did that? Who knows? Because to a lot of people out there not making a lot of money, when you hear giving giving the church 10% of your earnings, you say, no, how, no way could I survive? But how would we ever know unless we did that? Number five, check yourself by God's word. Let's be honest. We aren't so good at evaluating ourselves. We will go to great lengths to excuse our behavior, our actions, and our sins. We need a defense attorney when we can pretty much find a reason for any bad thing we do. The prophet Jeremiah captures this very well. In Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Well, obviously, there is only one that can understand it, and that is God. If we're ever going to truly trust in God and flee evil, we have to know exactly where we stand. We have to find an objective measure that tells us the truth. And that truth comes from God and his word. 
Of course, that doesn't mean we'll always like what we see or how we see it, man. You got to look from within. Proverbs 3.11, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. That's right. Sometimes it takes something bad happening or seeing ourselves in a bad light before we finally admit that we need to change. That's how I became saved. And the more we're in the Bible, the more likely this is to happen. Psalms 1911, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin again against you. When we have scripture planted firmly in our hearts, God would often tell us what to, will will often use that to deal with us. Man, I tell you guys, and this is no lie. Every time I need to ground myself, I go to God's word. It doesn't matter where I am. I will stop. I will go to his word. You could put scripture on your phone these days. And every time I do that, man, I ground myself. And there there is a peace that comes with that. Let's look at the last the last two um, steps to trust trust in the Lord. Here's number six. Listen to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to the church, he told his disciples that this counselor would be their spiritual compass or GPS. Here's what he said in John 14, 26. But the counselor... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. I am constantly, constantly being reminded of God's word. And we go through our day, the same Holy Spirit guides us too. That means we don't have to go at it alone or hope we're getting it right. No, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth and protects us. 2 Timothy 1.14, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. That is the Holy Spirit. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. After all, the gift of the Holy Spirit to us believers reminds us that we can truly, number seven, rest in God's love. When we face a difficult world each day, we can sometimes wonder if God even cares. Why do bad things happen? Where is God when I need him? Solomon reminds us that God never takes a break or leaves us to fend for ourselves. In Proverbs 3.12, this is what Solomon said, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Even in the midst of turmoil, 
God sticks with us and uses those challenges to shape us. When we understand that, our perspective completely flips, man. That means when you are dealing with a a very difficult situation, you need to look for that silver lining. What is God trying to tell me? Why is God putting me through this period in my life? What is the message here? That's how the perspective completely flips. No longer do we see our setbacks as failures. We see them as moments when God, as our loving Father, is working on us. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've said that. And I can't tell you how many times I've experienced that. And that's exactly why we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. He cares for us each and every day. He gives us what we need to thrive. He pours blessing after blessing upon us. Of course, following each of these steps isn't easy. This is why Jesus said we have to deny ourselves and follow him. Matthew 16, 24. Trusting God takes a wholehearted commitment from dawn till dusk. It never stops, but we are never alone in it. Matthew 28, 20b, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, those are just some great words and some great points in finding our absolute faith in God, which is not easy. And next week, I want to talk about man, because this is how I live my life, and I learned this through God, and we just hit upon it briefly. When something bad happens... When something doesn't go your way, these to me are the most important times. I truly believe this when God is trying to speak to you. I'm going to break that down the next time we get together in that's life. But guys, remember, man, it all starts with a relationship with God. It all starts with dropping to your knees and telling him, I cannot do this anymore. I don't have the answers. I need you to find my way through this world. I need you in my heart. I need you in my soul. I want to repent of all my sins. And I want to live my life to glorify you and to glorify your kingdom. That is all it takes. But you got to make the commitment. You got to make the real commitment. And that choice is up to you. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. 
and it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.